What is going on, guys? Welcome to an episode of Rants and Revelations with me, your boy, Alex Rudinger. That's right, y'all. It's been a hot minute since I've done an episode of my podcast. Um, quite a while, actually. It might have been even like two months. I think the last episode I put out was the one I did with Krem. Uh, so I'm sorry for the break, although, you know, to be honest, guys, like, I definitely am going to continue doing this. Uh, but in general, you know, I never planned on being like a full-blown podcaster. Like, you know, I'm not going to stick to any schedule. It's kind of just something I do for fun for myself, really. And I figure if anyone wants to listen, cool. Uh, apparently people are listening, though, because I've gotten some notifications through the website I host the podcast through being like congratulating me on like a certain amount of downloads or listens or whatever. And I was like, oh, shit. Um, I really haven't looked too much at the analytics, um, but apparently some people are listening. So that's cool. And thank you very kindly. Um, but even still, you know, it's going to be something I just do every now and then. Um, and to be totally honest, I really didn't feel like doing it in the last couple of months. I've had a lot going on, um, which I'll, you know, tell you about, but I think it's probably safe to say that I'll do it more than I have been lately, but there might be periods where I take breaks, you know? So, but anyway, yeah, I've had a lot going on. Um, I wish I could say it was all good, but some of it wasn't great. I, uh... Shit, y'all. 2020 and 2021 were just, you know, 2021 so far anyway, have just been uh, a pain in the ass, I guess you could say. They've certainly, you know, in terms of like emotional or not emotional, like mental health, which I guess is kind of emotional health, um, you know, it's had a lot of ups and downs for me. Like, I am so over this not being able to tour thing and blah, 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 and uh, you know, I'm definitely ready to do all of that again. Um, and it looks like we're getting close now. I'm very stoked to say that I am fully vaccinated. I got the Moderna. Hell yeah. And, uh, I have been for a few weeks, which is rad. I really didn't have any symptoms after the second one. I kind of thought I had a headache, but then I was like, do I have a headache or did I just not sleep very much last night? Cause the night before I, <laughs> the night at, or the night I got the shot, I got it in the evening. And when I went to bed, I didn't sleep much that night. Um, not because of that. I just woke up kind of early and decided to stay awake. So I was going off like five hours of <laughs> sleep anyway. And, uh, so I don't really know if I actually had side effects or if I was just tired and kind of out of it. But either way, it didn't affect me too much. And yeah, I if, if you haven't gotten vaccinated, y'all, just get the vaccine. I, I'm definitely not a believer in all the conspiracy stuff with all that. But uh, anyway, so that's cool. That's a piece of good news. Um, but before that, like, I don't know. I just kind of went through this period again where I got kind of depressed and in my head I, I feel like I've been in this perpetual state of uncertainty for really all of 2020 and so far in 2021 um, if you've listened to my earlier episodes you know I've been house hunting and that's been you know just difficult to even make happen like you know so my plan is still the same to move to Tennessee but I haven't been able to get back down there uh, a variety of things caused that, like, so first, <laughs> I was, uh, so this is another piece of good news, actually, I can finally, I've mentioned in previous episodes that I, uh, did a session job, but I couldn't really tell you guys what it was yet, um, but, uh, it was for this band called Light the Torch, which is Howard Jones, the old Killswitch Engage singers, it's like his new band, um, they asked me to play on their album, like session on it, uh, I guess like late 2019. And then in 20, was it 2020? Yeah. In 2020, in like the very beginning of the year, I flew out, uh, to do that album. And, uh, that was really one of the last things I did before COVID. Um, in fact, when I was in LA, I, you know, we had finished doing the drums and I was flying home the next day and I was sitting in Francesco's house and 
Um, it was on the news that it said, you know, they had just discovered the first case of COVID in, at LAX or, you know, one of the first cases in the U.S. in general. And uh, I was like, huh, that's weird. I wonder what that means. And then I went home. And then like four or five days later, I was, you know, going to do Drumeo in Vancouver. And in those four or five days, it got a lot worse. The night before I went to Drumeo is when, you know, they closed all travel to Europe. And I called the Drumeo people. It was like the night before my flight. And I was like, should I go? And they were like, yeah, yeah, it'll be fine, I think. And so the next morning I went and I got on an airplane and flew to Vancouver. And by the time I got to Vancouver... They were like, oh, yeah, we probably shouldn't have had you come out here. So that was really weird, you know. But that whole, like, two-week period, that was, like, the last music work, you know, I, I had um, before COVID started. So that album finally got announced. And to backtrack again, originally that album was going to be announced and come out in 2020. Um, but pretty much most bands pushed their album releases because they knew they wouldn't be able to tour on it. So I've been sitting on that news for a while. Um, but it's a really cool album. They've put out two singles so far. Um, not anything super crazy technical. Um, you know, nothing like that drum-wise. It's kind of just... Uh, I just wrote drum parts that suited the songs, you know? Um, it was a session job, so that's, you know, I kind of just did what they wanted, but I did get to put my own flair on it, and in general, I just think the overall songs are, are super well, super well done, well produced, well written, um, yeah, so it's just really cool. Also, Howard Jones and The End of Heartache, specifically, the Kill Switch album, uh, was a massively influential album to me as a teenager, and I love his vocals, and especially his work on that album, so... To get to do an album with him uh, meant a lot to me, and, and he was there the whole time I tracked, and it was a little bit surreal and just cool in general, so the whole thing was really cool, and I'm very, uh, I feel very fortunate to have gotten to do that, so, um, and then flash forward, you know, to like in the last couple of months, um, so they did some music videos, and basically, you know, they kind of have talked to me about joining, but I you know, pretty much made it clear that I, you know, I like playing with Whitechapel and that's the gig I, I'm, I'd like to continue with. And, um, you know, but I told them I'd work for them when I could, you know, uh, they're all really cool dudes and, you know, I'd like to work for them when I can. So, um, yeah, they asked me about, they needed like, they still don't have like a full-time dude. And they asked me about doing some music videos and, um, I was going to do them. I was going to fly out to LA a couple of weeks ago and just, do the music videos, like be the drummer in the music videos for them, basically. And I was kind of stoked on the idea. Um, this was before I was vaccinated. So I had like a little bit of anxiety because I was just like, is this a bad idea? I don't know. Um, uh, but whatever, I was going to do it anyway. And I was also just, <laughs> to be honest, I was just stoked to have any work. <laughs> like, I don't know. It just seemed so foreign, the idea of like, being able to travel somewhere to do music work, which, you know, is primarily what I've done for the last decade. And, you know, the last year I haven't been able to. So I was just stoked at the idea of like doing that again, doing something uh, that pertains to music work. And that was exciting to me. So I told him I'd do it. And basically, long story short, like a couple of days before I was going to leave, I started feeling sick. And it was like, two days or three days before I was leaving and we weren't really sure what to do. I wasn't even sure if I should tell them because, you know, I didn't lose my taste of smell or, uh, my, my, uh, or my ability to smell or taste, nothing like that. I didn't lose any of that stuff, but I had, you know, cold flu like symptoms, super, super mild fever, but a fever nonetheless. And I kind of just thought I had a cold, but I was like, man, I, I can't, I can't not tell them, you know, that, that would be messed up. Um, cause I could still drum, you know, like, in fact, when I practiced in those days, it actually felt good to drum. You know, when I actually started sweating, it felt good, which is often the case if you're sick and also happen to play drums or, you know, or do anything physical. When you start sweating, it's kind of, it almost feels good, you know? Um, but I was like, I can't not tell them that'd be messed up. So I told, I told them and I was like, I don't know what to do exactly. I don't know if I have COVID and 
you know, I was like, I don't, I basically was like, I don't think there's enough time before I would fly out to get like one of the full on tests, but I could go get one of the rapid tests, you know, that whatever, I don't know, they give you the results faster. Um, but I guess Francesco was, uh, he was like, oh, I've heard of those being really inaccurate and stuff like that. And I was like, yeah, so have I, because I have. And we just didn't really know what to do or what the best thing to do was, you know. Like, we were kind of like, okay, well, there's not enough time before I need to fly to get a normal test. The rapid test can be inaccurate anyway. And we also were, like, supposed to be in – we were going to rehearse for a day and, and then, you know, do this uh, – the music videos where there was like a production cast and or crew and all this stuff. And, you know, it was basically going to be working in close quarters with people and they were unsure. And ultimately in the end, they were like, it's probably best just given the last year, you know, if you don't come out here. And I totally understood that, you know, and I was just bummed because I, you know, was stoked to have work of some kind and, you know, it sucks that I couldn't do it, but they, I, I was glad though that they found someone locally that could be in the music video, you know, on pretty short notice. I don't even know who they got, but he managed to, you know, learn the song well enough to like mime his way through it. It's a music video, so it's not like, you know, you have to nail the song or anything. Um, but yeah, so I'm glad that they were able to find someone for that. Um, and that, you know, me being on well didn't, screw them over you know that would have made me feel even worse but I guess you know in the end it was the right thing to do given you know the pandemic to not travel I still don't know if I had anything I mean I, I started feeling better within the coming days and felt fine after that and I got vaccinated like a week or two later a couple weeks later I guess which was also spontaneous that was the other thing <laughs> so I didn't go on that trip and originally I'd put off my uh, trip to Tennessee to house hunt more because I was going to go do this thing in LA with them. And then that didn't happen. So I was like, okay, well, once I feel better, I guess I'll go to Tennessee and just, you know, house hunt and do that. So that was my plan. And then, uh, like a couple days before I was going to go to Tennessee, my brother-in-law, my sister's husband was like, Hey, my family's practice or whatever has extra vaccine today if you can get here in 20 minutes you can get one and I guess now it's like even easier to get the vaccine but at the time it wasn't this was like a month and a half ago or something it wasn't quite as easy so I was like oh shit okay so I went there and got the vaccine but then they were like well you've got to be back here in like whatever it was three weeks so then I was like well shit should I go to Tennessee right now or I don't know, I, you know, because I'm going to have to be back up here in a few weeks anyway. And if I don't find something in that window, I might as well just stay here. So then I was like, all right, screw it. I'll put it off again and I'll just stay here and, and keep doing other stuff and then go down when I'm fully vaccinated, which is probably the right thing to do anyway. So that's what I did. Um, and it worked out. I got some new drum videos filmed in that time. Like it was in that period that I filmed one of my most recent videos, the Nile cover. Um, so, you know, shit all worked out. Um, but in general, it's just been frustrating, you know, especially like missing out on that work opportunity definitely lowered my spirits more. Like I was kind of already in a bad mental headspace and, you know, not being able to do that after, you know, being home for a whole year and, and just wishing I could continue my fucking career and my my life I I just you know it bummed me out even more but it is what it is I'm I'm definitely feeling better in more recent weeks but yeah I don't know man I, I definitely did not feel like doing this like a podcast where I talk or anything like that um for a while um I was kind of I don't know you know it's really weird I I've thought about this a lot lately um I used to be super, super extroverted, and I also used to be the type of person that, like, if I was going through something, I would want to talk to people about it. And I've really changed in that way. Um, you know, when I was younger, I didn't really understand that the way... How do I say this? 
when I was younger, I didn't really understand that like if you are really upset about something and you are trying to talk to someone about it, you know, either seeking advice or, or just venting, I didn't really quite understand how much of an impact that can have, especially on some people. Um, like some people really empathize and they take on people's stress and, and talking to someone about something kind of heavy can really impact them. And I didn't fully grasp that when I was younger or even into, into my early 20s. Like I didn't really understand that people – it's like I'd experienced it, sure, but like I don't know, you know, because I'm very empathetic when people talk to me about things I – I feel their pain, you know, but it's like I'm almost able to like kind of differentiate it from my own issues in some regard, you know, um, but some people I think have a harder time doing that. So at some point, you know, it was actually a Des from Good Tiger. He had this issue with with me and we, we've talked about it and like it's not an issue like he doesn't hate me because of it, but he was a really good friend. I mean, Des is really like the reason I did that band. And, um, you know, he was a close enough friend where I would talk to him about things I was struggling with or anything like that. And at one point he was kind of like, basically like, this is really affecting me. And I was like, what do you mean? And he really opened my eyes to like, you know, he was someone, for example, that really takes on other people's uh, emotions. You know, like if they're having an issue, he takes that burden on as well. And that sucks, you know, for two reasons. One, because that was never my intention um, to bring someone else down, you know. Um, but, yeah, I guess that's really the only reason. It was never my intention. But I guess he kind of opened my eyes to, like, the fact that a lot of people do that. And the thing is, I don't know if that's... I'm kind of like going through this while I say it out loud, so bear with me, but it made me realize that, you know, it's not it's not like necessarily a bad thing that he does that, uh, you know, but it's not necessarily a good thing either. Like it almost, I think, might be better for someone in that position if they are able to kind of, you know, disconnect a bit better and not let other people's trauma or issues affect them as intimately, you know? However, that all it also could be said that if you're going through something serious or you need to talk to someone that, you know, it might be better to not always burden people with it and instead seek out uh, professional help or something like that. Um, you know, I'm I'm kind of speaking broadly here. This doesn't apply to every situation, but he was kind of the person that made me realize that while it's not necessarily always healthy to internalize everything, it's also not always healthy to kind of just rant on, you know, to your friends, you know, because you don't know how what you're saying to them might affect them. Now, some friends sure are, are like, not like that. And if you have a good, honest friend, you know, and they know you well, like they're not going to be like totally burdened by like you talking to them about stuff. Like it all depends on the person. But I think in the end, like that's why with Des, he kind of was honest with me at a certain point where he was like, you know, I'm still happy to talk to you, but like, I'm just letting you know, I take this kind of thing on very strongly. Like that's not your fault. It's just how I am, you know, like, that doesn't mean you can't talk to me, but I'd appreciate you being aware of it, that kind of thing, you know? Like, he wasn't mad or anything like that, but, you know, and it kind of got me thinking, though, more and more about how much an individual can affect people around them, you know, with whatever they're going through. Um, and I don't know, I guess after that, it kind of made me think, like, maybe I need to reassess, like, how I deal with things emotionally. Like, Historically, and when I was younger, I was always very open. I would talk to you know anyone about what was going on with me. I really wore my emotions on my sleeve um, unintentionally. It was kind of just how I was raised and how I learned to communicate. Um, but I, I realized like that maybe that wasn't necessarily the best way of always dealing with things. I think there are benefits to it. I think being really communicative and 
being able to talk about how you feel is a good skill set to have, but that doesn't mean you should always use it all the time. So coming full circle um, to what I was originally saying, like I used to be super extroverted and very open about everything. And I guess somewhere along the way in my early mid twenties, you know, after a number of experiences that kind of shaped things differently for me, I decided I would make a really conscious effort to try and internalize more things or keep them in myself and, uh, or, or myself in, in my therapist or something. And uh, that's another thing I should mention is in the last you know, month and a half, I started going to my therapist again. Um, it's all been done remotely so far. And chances are, even if, I, if I'm down in Tennessee, even if I'm living there, I'll still just do remote talks with my current therapist because I like him a lot and that's important. So um, but yeah, like I just kind of got in a bad headspace and I was like, man, I, I need to go back to my therapist again. I, you know, I, I would never have stopped honestly, if it wasn't just for money, <laughs> it's just expensive. But, um, you know, at different points in the pandemic, pandemic, when I was like even more isolated, I was like, man, I'd like to do that again. But I kind of put it off again, just because money. But then I kind of got to this breaking point in the last couple of months where I was like, man, I need to like. I need to start going to my therapist again. And I'm glad I did. It's been helpful for sure. So yeah, I've been doing that again as of late and yeah. But anyway, as I've gotten older, I don't know. I don't know if it was something about how I kind of chose to start trying to deal with certain things emotionally or, you know, that kind of thing. But I, I went from being really extroverted to like really quite introverted and, you know, I don't know. It's interesting. I don't know if that's just part of getting older. Some people have said that to me, but yeah, I don't know, man. It's very strange. I uh, I don't have nearly as much desire to be social. I can go very long periods of time with isolation and be very content. And I don't know if that's a good thing. I don't know. You know, I guess it's not a bad thing, but it's just interesting. I don't know. I've thought about that kind of thing a lot lately. I don't know why I went off on that entire tangent, but there it is. So, but yeah, I mean, in general, Des especially, um, helped me learn a lot about myself. You know, it's funny, man. Like when, when I started doing good tiger, truthfully, I never really anticipated or, or imagined myself being in that type of a band. But at that point in my life, you know, I'd kind of like been put through the ringer a bit with bands I had been in, uh, especially, you know, with stuff with the faceless, like, you know, and again, I've said this before too. I, I never really talked about it publicly because it wasn't my business, but he, now that he's mentioned it publicly at varying times, I, I at least will say it, you know, but, you know, Keen having a drug problem, pretty serious drug problem and, and the things that we experienced in that band, and how it ended and stuff, you know, it it definitely like left a very bad taste in my mouth, and I I had some definitely had some trust issues uh, in business, you know, and uh, and for the record, I don't I don't know if he still has drug problems. I don't I don't really keep in touch with him, so I have no idea. I hope he's doing better with that. I did hear at one point that he uh, was sober and and like not addicted to that anymore. Uh, but, um, I don't know, or I guess sober's not, I guess clean is, is the right word for what he did, but I, I'm not sure if that's true. I don't really know, but I truthfully, I, I spent a long time after that band angry, but now I'm far enough removed from it where I honestly can say that I hope he is clean and that he's doing well. So, but yeah, I mean, regardless you know, I, I was in a very uncertain spot in my life, like leaving the faceless, you know, it, it was one of my favorite bands growing up. So like to join your favorite band only to find out that it was like kind of a bad situation and then inevitably quit, um, you know, really kind of like crushed me a bit and made me really uncertain as to where to go from there. And I had some trust issues and business and that sort of thing. And, um, I never really imagined myself in a band like Good Tiger, but what 
I knew about it was that they were good people. And at that point in my life, that's like what I needed. And I think I've said some of this before in other episodes, but for real, that's that's what I needed more than anything. And, you know, it didn't play out the way we are all hoped, but like, I'm still very thankful, uh, especially to Des, you know, like he, he really did help me learn a lot about myself and about a lot of things, you know, so I'm, I'm always going to be appreciative of that. Um, he especially was like very patient with me. Like I can be a, a pain sometimes, or I can just be like oblivious to things. And, you know, I'm very fortunate to have had those guys in my life at that time, especially. Um, so yeah, anyway, yeah, I'm just super introverted now. It's weird as shit. I just never thought I would have been that way. <laughs> like, I remember a time where I, like, I remember a time where I would actively feel like if I hadn't seen some of my local friends for a day or something, I'd be like, man, I got to, like, go see people. And then I'd go see people, and, like, after an hour, I'd be like, man, I got to go home and work on this thing. You know, but it's almost like I had to get that social fix, and I don't feel that ever anymore. That's for sure. But anyway, I don't know where I was going with that. Um I don't really have anything specific to say in this episode. I, I just realized I hadn't done one in so long, and I was like, you know what? I'll do one. I'll do one right now. Yeah, let's do it. Why not? You guys like that voice? It's pretty cringy. Yeah, why not? <laughs> oh man, I did get one email. Let me see where some gentleman asked me something recently. Greetings from Norway. Yeah, sick. I've been to Norway one time. I want to go back. I actually had a dope experience in, uh, was it Norway? Did I play in Norway? Yeah, we did. Uh, with Good Tiger on the Periphery Tour, I think. Did we play Norway? We played Finland and Sweden. Damn, I honestly can't remember. I'm going to look up the dates really quick. Hold on. Damn, that's terrible that I can't remember. Good Tiger, Periphery, Vale of Maya tour. Let's see. 2015, that sounds about right. How come it only has like half the dates? Come on now, internet. Uh, let's see if this one, let's see if this, yeah, here we go. All right. Yeah, okay. Yeah, we played in Oslo, November 26th. That would have been, I guess, 20, 2015. Yeah, the end of 2015. See, okay, I was getting... Oh, wait, no, I totally remember that day now. Holy shit. Yeah, uh, I was confusing it with the day that we played in Helsinki, Finland, and I backed up our van into a taxi cab. <laughs> and it was like this whole ordeal. Oh, my God. Nothing ever even came of it. Like, we thought we were going to get charged later and, like, all this shit, but we never even heard from the cab company. Like, the police got called. <laughs> it was, like, this crazy thing, especially, like, as an American abroad. Like, I was just like, oh, shit, dude, what have I done? Ugh. But in fairness to me, this dude had pulled up illegally behind us. There's no rearview mirror in a sprinter like that, and you can't see him in the side mirror. So I just started backing up. I didn't know anybody was behind us. But uh, anyway, yeah, I do remember when we played in Norway. It was lovely. Um, Nolly and I took a walk somewhere and got some really good coffee. Uh, man, that was sick. I love Scandinavia. I really do. I would love to spend more time there. Um, holy shit, let me tell you. But anyway, this gentleman from Norway, that was his uh, subject and the email greetings from Norway. He said some very nice things about my podcast. Let's see. I've been following your work for years. Um, doing black and death metal since 1994. Oh, you picked up my bass drum endurance video. Okay, that's right. He said, so he was talking about how he has trouble uh, staying motivated, you know, when he doesn't get results right away. And this is something I have talked about a bit, I think on my podcast, I'm not sure. Um, I know I talked about it in Drumeo when I did that, but I'm not sure if that part of the lesson or whatever else was actually 
on the part that got put on YouTube. Um, but anyway, yeah, I, I definitely relate to this. Uh, so basically what he's saying is like he'll put work into something and he has trouble staying motivated because he doesn't uh, start seeing, you know, improvement very quickly. And so this is a tough thing. Um, what I always tell people, and I've said this in any number of lessons that I've done with people, is that uh, it's, and this doesn't really only just apply to music, it applies to life in general, but in, in general, it's very difficult to see any change when you're right in the middle of it. Um, it's not until enough time has passed and you can reflect back on that time, look at how you used to do something, and then you can realize, holy shit, I have actually uh, improved at X, Y, or Z. Um, a good analogy, I guess, would be like, you know, if you live with someone that you see every day, you don't necessarily notice it when their hair is growing. Uh, you know, you just see them every day. You don't think anything of it. But then maybe like a year later, you'd be like, holy shit, your hair's grown a lot. You know, it kind of hits you all at once. You're like, wow, I didn't notice how long your hair had grown in the last year or whatever. Whereas, you know, similarly, if, if you see someone that has short hair and then you don't see them for a year and a half and then you see them uh, for the first time again, like a year and a half later, you're like, whoa, your hair is long now or whatever. You know, it, it's just when you're actually, you know, present with whoever this is, if you see them very regularly, you don't notice the change very easily. It's not until a larger amount of time passes that you notice it. Whereas if you you know, with a total stranger or a distant friend that you don't see often, it's a little quicker because, you know, you don't, you don't see them during all that change. I don't know if that analogy makes perfect sense, but the point is, you know, it's just really hard to see change when you're in the middle of it. So, and I will say when you finally do see some kind of improvement at something like a foot endurance exercise or anything, especially technique related, or endurance-related or speed-related when it comes to drumming, um, when you do finally start to see uh, an improvement, then it's almost like twice as motivating because you're like, holy shit, all this work I'm doing is actually helping. Holy shit. Um, and that motivates you even more. Unfortunately, there is going to be a window where um, it's going to be hard to see any change. And... The best advice I can give you in terms of motivation um, is just that you're not alone in this. It is normal. Um, I mean, it's something even I experience now when I'm working on something new. You know, it's uh, I'll, for a few days, even if it's just a song, you know, like I'm like, ah, shit, I'm having a hard time getting this down or I can't keep up with this as well as I used to be able to. You know, I've been actually experiencing that right now with uh, there's a new Whitechapel song that you guys haven't heard it all yet obviously but uh man i'm so excited for that album to come out i can't wait to play shows god damn it <laughs> but anyway like i hadn't really played it much in the last couple months since recording it and i tried to play it and i was like oh shit i'm gonna have to like slow it back down and, and work it back up in speed but i i know that i can you know it's just one of those things where it's like i haven't done it in a minute so i have to work it back up and uh to quote the uh, the, I guess, slogan or <laughs> of the Philadelphia 76ers, the basketball team, uh, they always talk about, or, or they always say in the last few years, anyway, their motto has kind of become like, trust the process. And, uh, that definitely applies here. You know, when you're in those moments, you know, where you feel like you can't stay motivated so much, you do have to just trust the process. Like, if you're putting in the work, you are going to start seeing results. Um, it just takes time sometimes. And what I can tell you, uh, good buddy Eric from Norway, is that you're not alone in any of that. Um, it happens to everyone. It happens to me still. Uh, but you will start to see results sooner or later. It, it depends, too, on how much time you're putting in and that sort of thing. You know, it and in what it is that you're working on exactly. Like foot speed takes a lot of time, you know, but even in a matter, if you're consistent with it, you know, even in a matter of several months or the first year, like you're going to see results throughout that time period. Um, 
so if you can stick with it for a bit, you know, you are going to hear, uh, you are going to see results sooner or later. And I guarantee you when you finally do start to see a change, like it's going to feel really good and really rewarding. And eventually like you kind of learn to trust that about yourself. Like for me anyway, when I, um, you know, like I was saying this one song I hadn't played in a minute, like there was a time maybe when I was younger that like, if I suddenly couldn't play something as well that I hadn't played in a while, I'd be like all stressed out and be like, Oh no, did I like not, am I terrible now? What does that mean? Like, but no, it's, it's just that like, I know, you know, I've been working and doing other things. So it's like, I just haven't invested as much time into that right now. It's also, I think easier to, you know, for me, one thing I notice is like, if I'm not working on music that has like crazy fast double bass, um, I can still do the double bass, but like, I just don't feel as confident with it. And then I, if I, you know, start conditioning myself for it again, in relatively short order, I get that back, you know, like the feeling of being able to execute everything with confidence, knowing how my body's going to react at any given moment. It just takes some time to condition yourself. And I think the more you do this kind of thing, the more you practice and the more you trust your body and in, in the process of whatever it is that you're doing, the more you kind of learn to know what to expect of your body, you know? Um, so yeah, I don't know, man. I hope that helps in some capacity, but you know, you got to trust the process, trust that if you're putting in the time, you're going to see results. And then when you finally do see some kind of result, no matter how small, it'll start to motivate you even more. Um, so in the meantime, hopefully your motivation can perhaps just be that, I don't know if this will actually help, but perhaps that you're not alone. You know, it happens to everyone, myself included. So that's just how it goes. Um, but I really appreciate the question, man. And for uh, all your kind words on my work, that was really, really kind of you. And thank you very much, Eric. Um, so shout out to him. Uh, yeah, man. I don't even know. I was going to see. I know there was like another email or two about the podcast. I don't know where they are, though. I got really behind on responding to some emails in the last couple of months. But uh, if I don't find them now, I'll do them in the next one. I was trying to think of anything else I've had going on. Um, Craig Reynolds was going to be on my podcast, and then he canceled kind of last minute because he had something going on, and I was like, oh, dude, it's no, no worries because um, Craig's my boy, you know, and I'm not really tripping about that kind of thing. However, I was like, then I kind of forgot about it and we haven't rescheduled yet just cause we both forgot. So I'm going to hit him up and remind him. Um, but yeah, I'm also going to Tennessee here again soon, which I'm very excited about house hunting and, uh, was talking to the chapel dudes and their manager about stuff. I don't know yet. I mean, I still think in general touring in full won't really be back until at the earliest, the end of the year, um, but that's, you know, we might, we might potentially have some potential things. I can't really say anything else on yet, but I'm very eager to, uh, get back to doing that with those guys. I miss them and I'm stoked to see them and I'm stoked to play shows with them more than anything, especially excited to play some of the new material. Um, you know, I've always loved playing the Whitechapel songs live, but now that I've played on an album too, I'm especially excited to play it live because I don't know, man, you know, it just feels different when you're playing stuff that you wrote and contributed to. So I'm very excited about that. Um, in the meantime, though, even though my house hunt has been put off quite a bit throughout recent months, and there's been a large period of uncertainty in the last year, you know, what little money I've been able to make in the last year, I've been able to save more because I'm still living here. And I guess when I do find this home, hopefully in the next month or so, um, you know, I'm just in a better position financially to, to do it, you know? So that's one positive or trying to look at the positive side of it. Um, and I guess the only other good thing about not touring a bunch over the summer is that, you know, uh, I'll have time to move and get settled into my new place. So that's my goal. That's my entire summer goal is just like finding a home, hopefully, as quickly as I can and then start moving and, uh, you know, all that stuff. So yeah, very excited about all of that. 
Um, what else has been going on? I will say it's been kind of uh, motivating in, in general in life to see, like, at least in the U.S., I know other countries haven't been as fortunate, um, but they, I hope, are going to be getting caught up soon. But the U.S. has definitely kicked ass getting the vaccine out in the last month and a half or so. And, you know, things look like they're finally starting to resemble something close to normality, which is very exciting. Um, and, you know, <laughs> resembling something close to normality while still being safe, you know, for everyone. Um, I've been paying less attention to the news lately and politics because the last time I, I was, it just bummed me the fuck out. Like, holy shit, dude. I mean, y'all know I'm liberal as shit, but like, historically, I never really cared about politics, but most of my beliefs and my sense of morality fall more on, on the left side, you know, and I've just seen things come out about stuff and what people are doing on the right, and it's so baffling to me. I, I can't even take it. Like, I can't believe it. It's, I can, I really, I don't know. I just can't take it. Like, it's depressing to me, to be honest. So recently, what I've been doing for the most part, instead of, you know, getting angry about shit that I can't control, just seeing people say and do terrible things that influence and oppress people i i can't deal with that shit like instead of bumming myself out or getting angry about it you know it's not that i don't pay attention but i also am trying to look out for my own well-being and like instead of watching the news anytime anytime lately i i feel like or i think about putting on the news instead what i do is i've just trained myself to turn on south park instead <laughs> So I just watched South Park, and uh, I'd say in the last year and a half since COVID started, I've watched, like, season one to, like, 22, you know, in the in the pandemic special they put out and stuff, like, in the vaccine special. I've watched all of it, like, literally season one to the most recent, which is, like, 20-plus seasons. I've probably watched the whole thing two or three times total, like... Maybe not actually, like, literally sat there and watched it, but, like, I just have it on all the time. Like, even if it's just on in the background while I'm doing stuff around the basement or folding laundry or whatever, I fall asleep to it on half the time and shit like that. Um, yeah. God, South Park. I think South Park might be my favorite, like, animated show of all time. I mean, I do really like Rick and Morty and shit like that, but South Park is pretty golden, let me tell y'all. Um... God, some of the earlier episodes, too, are so good. Holy shit. So that's what I've been doing to keep myself sane. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. What else has been going on? I saw Noop recently. We finished recording uh, the samples for our new library, and now he has all the files as well, so he's going to start doing some processing, and then him and I collectively will start cutting them up. Um, but our first instrument, Enso, is selling pretty good. We're kind of like dabbling now with like advertising and, and that sort of thing, which is like a new world for both of us. So uh, in general, our company RS Drums is like a slow build because it's all very new for both of us. But that's kind of like how we wanted it to be. You know, we're not like in any rush. We never expected it to be like our full time thing overnight. But yeah. And otherwise, I don't even know. Oh, one big thing. I don't think I've been able. I don't think I've talked to you all since this, but I got. I mean, it's been on the internet now. There's two videos of me on my YouTube with it, but I got uh, my new drum kit, my new Tama Star Maple. Holy shit, y'all. I love this kit. Like, it's sick. <laughs> One thing I've come to realize in the last, like, couple of years is that I fucking love maple. Like, I do really like birch shells, but, like, man... Maple, for me, it's just maple hits the spot. Like, the Star Classic maple, but... Yo, this star maple, it's exactly what I wanted. Like, exactly. It's Here's the thing. I based this kit off of my favorite maple kit that I've owned. And please, up until now, which is now this kit is my favorite maple kit that I've owned. But uh, So hopefully I, nobody 
Tama hears this and gets offended, but you know, my earliest drum videos were a Pearl Masters kit and it was an MMP, which was like the M uh, MMX before it. It was a four ply maple, a thinner, a thinner maple shell kit. And I loved that kit in terms of acoustics. Um, and I've kind of always been like wanting a thinner maple shell like that. And I didn't even realize, I don't know how long they've made the star maple, but when I first read about the Tama star maple and realized the specs and the shell composition, I was like, holy shit, that is what I want. And yeah, so that's what I ordered it. I even ordered the floor tom sizes to be the same unique sizes that that kit was, um, which are instead of like, you know, most of Tama's hyperdrive tom sizes, at least for floor tom, their hyperdrive tom sizes are, are 14 by 12, uh, 12 inches deep, 14 wide, uh, and 16 by 14. But that old pearl kit I had was 14 by 11, 16 by 13. Uh, so I did that with this kit too. I got standard hyperdrive sizes on the rack tom. So it's 10 by six and a half, 12 by seven, 14 by 11, 16 by 13, 18 by 15, which is sick. The 18 inch tom slaps. God damn. I think I'm going to keep the 18 in my setup uh, when I, when Whitechapel starts touring again, because I used one on the new album and I'd like to have it live. So I got to talk to their sound guy about it and figure out how much he's going to hate me and if he can reallocate <laughs> inputs to accommodate it without ruining his life. Um, because I could, I could get away without it live, but it is pretty goddamn satisfying to hit the 18 and the 16 <laughs> together, you know? So yeah, I absolutely adore this kit. Um, I seriously couldn't be happier with it in any capacity. Like I loved my star classic maple too. I really did. And I've loved all my Tama kits. I mean, I still have all of them. Goddamn. But you know, there's something about this thinner maple shell. It's just like hits the spot for me. I love it so much. And I'm also thrilled with the finish. Uh, I went with like, I think it's called smoky black, um, which I really like because it's a little bit more of a matte black. It's not matte, but it's got a lacquer on it still, but it looks a little bit more matte, uh, almost more like a, a deep, dark gray color. And then it has the pinstripe in the wood, uh, like made into the, what would that even be called? I guess it's just like a pinstripe. I'm not sure how they apply it, actually. I should ask my, it might just be like a decal kind of thing on the top of the shell before or after they apply the color, but before they put the clear coat, that might be what it is, but it looks great. Uh, they're on the interior as well. Uh, inside of the uh, reinforcement rings, there's that same design. Uh, it looks sick, but yeah, I'm thrilled with this kit and I've posted pictures of it. I've used it in drum videos. However, what everyone hasn't seen yet is that I got a second bass drum for it which came later, which is a long story not worth explaining, but it got here like two days ago. So now, because this is going to be my touring kit for Whitechapel. Um, and yeah, so I got two kick drums with it and I just got the other one. It came like a month and a half later than the rest of the kit did and it looks great. I can't wait to do some. I haven't even played it yet. I just got it and I need to set it up. Um, but yeah, I'm stoked to play with the two kicks again and yeah, in general, I'm very, very stoked to take this kit on tour. A little bit terrified to take this kit on tour because it's an incredibly high-end drum kit, but, you know, I'm going to take it on tour. Come on, you know. It might get a little dinged up, but hey, that's how it goes. In fact, <laughs> I wanted to share this with you guys too. Like, as most of you might recall or know, especially all of those people in my Patreon <laughs> that, like, there are a few people specifically in the Discord chat for my Patreon where we, uh, a few people that are in there chatting pretty frequently and regularly, and they know clearly that I keep pretty stupid hours a lot of the time. Like, I'm up really late. Uh, and, like, I just thought people, I thought they in particular would get a kick out of this, but, like, the other day it was, like, 3 in the morning, and I was tired. I was kind of getting ready for bed, but, like, I don't know. I remembered something upstairs and I was like, I'll go up and get a bottle of water really quick. And I walk through like the room that has all my drums in it. And I had just gotten the new bass drum for the star kit in the mail. And 
I was like looking at drums in the room for a second. And I was like, okay, wait, the star kit. I have two kick drums for that. What other kits do I have that have two kick drums? And I was like, okay, I have the star classic Birch Babinga. And I have the SLP Kapoor, which is kind of heartbreaking, actually. I, I bought, special ordered and bought two 20-inch SLP Kapoor kick drums. Now I think they actually make that as an option, but when I ordered them, it wasn't yet. Like, they special ordered, special made them for me, basically, per my request, and and I paid for them. And um, that was going to be the kit I took on tour all of 2020, but then none of those tours happened. So, And now I have the Star Kit, so I probably won't take the Kapoor kit out, at least not anytime soon. So it kind of sucks. I bought those kicks and then never got to use them. Um, on tour, at least. I used them at home, but, you know. Uh, so anyway... I was like, all right, so I have the Star Kit, Star Classic Birch Babinga. I have this the SLP kit. And then I was like, oh, yeah, I also, my old Pearl kit, I, I have still. I'm never going to sell it, even though I probably won't ever really use it again. It's just got massive sentimental value. There's a whole story to how I got that kit and stuff. Um, and then I was like, oh, yeah, and I also technically have two kick drums for the Silver Star kit I have, even though they're different sizes. One's a 20 and one's a 22. And I literally, like, was thinking about this, and I realized, like, oh, my God, like, in this bass drum or in this basement alone, there's, like, 13 kick drums or some shit. Like, this is insane. And literally by myself at 3 in the morning while I was walking up the stairs, I started laughing out loud just at the sheer ridiculousness of, like, the amount of shit I have. It's it's stupid. It's, like, I'm – it's silly, like – I know there probably are some nerds out there listening being like, damn, I wish I had all those drums. And don't get me wrong, like, it's great. I'm so thankful and I love all of them. But it's also just like comically ridiculous. Like, no one needs this many drums. Like, <laughs> like what am I even doing, you guys? Like, Jesus Christ. Oh my God. Yeah, I'm losing my mind, dude. It's just, I just think, then I started laughing at the fact that I was by myself at three in the morning laughing just because I was thinking about how ridiculous it is that I have all these drums. <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah, it's silly. I have way too much stuff. I'm very fortunate in that sense. Um, it's going to be such a pain in the ass to move. But, yeah, I'm going to do it. You know, I don't really think, you know, I don't think I'd ever sell any of these kits. I mean, I'm kind of a drum hoarder, I guess, you know. The thing is, like, I do use stuff. Like, I, I like to change out different stuff and record with different stuff, so I don't feel that bad about it. It's not like they all just sit there. I think the one kit that I might sell, I'd have to check. See, here's the thing, too. Like, if you ever get a, a kit from a company that you endorse, whether they give it to you or if they sell it to you at a, a discount or something, um, you know, they don't really – they're not going to like it if you were to turn around and sell it. Like, you can't do that. That's That'd be – locked up honestly like i actually i'm not gonna name names but i do know of an artist that got dropped because he sold a kit that he had gotten for free from a company like you can't do that um now if it's a kit that say you know you've had for a really long time like a company you've been with for like 10 years and you use the kit 10 years ago and you've had kits since then and you're still with the company and you say to them hey uh, you know, I need some extra space and I've had all these other drums now. Like, would you all mind if I sold this kit or something? They'd probably be okay with that. Uh, you know, I've, I actually have, have heard of people doing that too. That makes sense. But you can't just, you know, get a kit from a company at a super discounted rate and then turn around and sell it a year later. Like that, they're not going to, and that makes sense. I mean, you shouldn't be able to do that. So, um, but there is one kit that I have a, superstar birch that it's here now but it was my european good tiger kit and i did not get that directly through tama the band actually bought it used from nolly um it was nolly's kit and we used the toms on it the 12 or no it was the 10 the 14 and the 16 we used those toms on the first good tiger album in fact the good tiger Rudy drum sample pack and contact instrument that I sell in my web store, the Tom samples are that kit. Um, so that kit, it's here now. After I left the band, they actually 
put it on a pallet and send it back to me because it was a lot less expensive than we thought it was going to be. So it was on like a boat <laughs> and like traveled across the ocean and now it's here. Um, that kit I might sell because it's not that I don't like it, but it's only got a 22 inch kick and more often than not, I'm kind of sticking with 20s now. Um, you know, even like there are times where I think a 22 might be more appropriate, but I think for the most part, I'm just going to stick with using 20s. Like I just like the way it feels better. It's more comfortable for me. Um, but it's only got the one 22 inch kick and I have another birch kit already. And, uh, and I, even before selling it though, which I'm not even sure I'm going to do anytime soon, but even before selling it, even though that's a super old kit that they don't make anymore. And even though I, or the band I was in paid for it, um, I would still check with Tama first. And I am pretty confident that Tama would be like, yeah, that's fine. Because, you know, it's for starters, they, you know, they didn't even give it to me or sell it to me cheap. It was something the band bought separately. So, but even still, like, it's just the right thing to do to anyone out there. You know, if you're new to dealing with companies or if you get an endorsement, maybe just take this as a tip. Like it's good etiquette to like, you know, ask for that kind of thing. You know, every time, if you've ever seen on my Instagram, actually, uh, when I've ever posted a photo of a snare drum that wasn't a Tama snare, like I posted a photo of uh, my Trick brass snare uh, and also this PVC snare that my friend made for me, um, both of those, and any time I've ever posted something that's not a Tama drum, Tama is the company I endorse, just out of respect to them, I checked with them before I made those posts. Like I emailed my rep and was like, Hey, would it be all right if I posted this? And, you know, I think, and they also know that I'm like this over the top, like over analytical <laughs> dude that like explains everything. So they know I'm going to come with some like long winded, carefully thought out <laughs> Instagram caption that explains it and still pays respect to them and that kind of thing. But in general, I think, you know, while they don't want you posting about other companies and stuff, you know, more often than not, I think it's really a matter of communication and respect. And I think that, you know, the only reason they've really been okay with me doing that error is because I always would clear it with them. So to anyone out there, you know, trying to work with drum companies, yeah, keep that kind of thing in mind, you know, like these companies do a lot for you. And uh, even if it's just discounting gear, like it's still a lot. And you know, respect them and, and do that kind of thing right. You can't go and be a jabroni and sell your gear for money and shit like that. No jabroniisming. Is that a word? I just made it one. Jabroniisming. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm super thrilled with this kit. Love it very much. Um, shit, y'all. I think there's other stuff I was going to talk about, but I don't even remember what. Yeah. That's probably a good stopping place. We're about out an hour, I think, right? Yeah? It's pretty good, considering I had no intention of doing this tonight. Damn. I guess that's uh, kind of why I started doing it, so I could just rant about random stuff. <sighs> See where it goes. But yeah, otherwise, guys, you know, that's about it. Like, I've been feeling a little bit better, so I'll probably start doing this kind of thing a little bit more. Hoping to find a house soon. Um... I don't know. Nothing else really new. I had started talking to this girl for a minute. That was looking promising and didn't pan out, unfortunately. I've been painfully single for a hot minute. Uh, but that's kind of okay with me, too. I'm, I'm not trying to be in an unhealthy relationship or anything. So, yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'll do an episode where I talk more in length about that kind of thing. Because, uh, you know, I don't know. I've had some bad experiences dating and definitely have my own baggage to work through and that kind of thing might be good to open up about some of that stuff but that's that's something i could do an entire episode on easily so i'll save that uh for another one and actually one of my uh one of the people in my uh discord chat on my patreon suggested something we were talking about something um and i mentioned that uh you know, we were talking about like friends having falling outs or something. I can't remember how it came up. And I mentioned, you know, I was like, you know, actually Anoop and I kind of had a falling out at one point. And in the end, after we worked through it, it made us stronger as friends and it made our friendship better off. And, and in hindsight, I'm actually glad it all happened because it really did strengthen our bond, I think. And 
I think he'd say the same thing. And they were all real curious to like hear more details. And they were like, you should do an episode where you talk about it. And I was like, that's actually a good idea. I'm going to, so I'm going to, I haven't even run this by a noop yet, but I think I'm going to see if a noop, you know, cause I've talked about having him come on the podcast and, uh, I'm going to ask him if he wants to like kind of delve into some of that. It doesn't have to be the focal point, but I think it'd be interesting for people to hear, you know, because like Anoop and I have known each other so long, you know, that's the thing people don't realize, you know, people think we're just like drummer buddies, but it's like, no, we grew up together and shit. Like, you know, I met him when I was in sixth grade. So we have a long history, you know, even aside from drums and music. Um, so yeah. Anyway, I think that's going to be a, a cool topic. I got to talk to him about it. I'm also like really honored. Anoop actually asked me recently, it sounds silly, but you know, Anoop's wife is uh, from another country and you know, they're, she's like trying to become a full citizen and they have, that's a whole process, let me tell you. But um, Anoop asked me to type something up like an affidavit um, to kind of like, I can't remember what it's called, but it's basically to like prove to the government that their relationship is real, which it is like, obviously, but like, you know, you, it's like, they want to hear like almost testimonials, I guess, from friends of theirs. And, and I was like, Oh dude, sure. And I don't know. It was just nice to even be asked. Like, of course I would do that for my homie and my homie's wife, who is also my friend. Mars the shit. So good people right there, you know? But, uh, anyway, so that was cool. I did that. I don't even know what else. Uh, I think that's pretty much it, y'all, for now, anyway. I guess there have been some other things going on, but that's a good enough stopping point. I eat Chipotle tonight. Oh, I'll, you know what? I'll leave y'all on this note. Uh, I buzzed my head today. I got a fucking buzz cut right now. I got a skin fade to a two right on the top. Um, I'm probably going to keep it like this for a minute, you know? I did it once over the summer, but it grew back out, and it was at a point where I, like, really wasn't posting... And by summer, I mean last summer <laughs> in the beginning of COVID. But uh, I didn't, I wasn't really posting online much in that period. And my, I keep my hair short enough anyway, where it grew back within like, you know, a month. So, but uh, I'm going to grow it or I'm not going to grow it. I think I'm going to keep my head buzzed for a while. I, because the haircut I had before, man, I had that shit forever. So I'm just ready to change it up. I'm considering growing it out again, too. It would be fun for drums, but. You know, the, the real reason I love having my head buzzed is because aside from just being comically easy and not needing to put product in your hair or like anything like that, I also, whenever I have hair even remotely long, it fucks up my in-ear monitors, man. Like I sweat so goddamn much that like if there's any hair around my ears, it goes into the canal of my in-ears and fucks them up and, and like clogs them. And I've had it happen in the middle of shows. And if I have my head totally buzzed like this, obviously I still get sweaty, but like it doesn't get in my in-ears like that. Like, I don't know. And and that enough, that there, that right there is enough for me to want to keep it buzzed. Like, I don't know. So I'm going to probably keep it this way for a minute, um, especially now that it's summer. But might toy around with the idea of growing it out again. We'll see. Anyway, guys, that's the latest. Um, didn't really have anything specific to say, but I still am here. I still exist, and I'm still going to do the podcast. I just, you know, like I said, it's not something I uh, planned on doing on any super specific schedule. Um, but I think I am going to try to do it more often than the long break I just took. Sometimes there just might be breaks like that, though. Um I don't know. In recent years, I've become a big believer in like, you know, really trying to do what is best for yourself um, at different times. You know, like for me in the last couple of months, I got in a pretty bad headspace for a minute, to be honest. And I, I needed to take a step back from some stuff and kind of just focus on myself. And one of the things I didn't feel like doing was the podcast. And for a minute, I was like, Ah oh, man, but I should do it. But then I was like, you know what? Fuck that. Like I need to, I'm not in a good place right now. I need to focus on that first and foremost. So I think it's important to do that kind of thing for yourself and, and look out for yourself. You know, it doesn't mean you have to, you know, never, it's not a good thing to do stuff for yourself if it's going to like directly harm other people or anything, obviously. But like, 
you know, in my head, I was like, you know, I'm sure anyone that listens to my podcast would understand if I was like, you know, going through some shit and needed to take a step back. No one's like sitting around thinking like, oh, man, where's that new podcast? Like, you know what I mean? Like, come on now. I'm sure any any people listening to this even now would probably be like, yeah, tight. You had to look out for yourself. I back that, you know. So anyway, that's the whole story. I think it's important to take care of yourself, y'all. So keep that in mind as well. Uh, I hope everyone, if you're still listening to this, uh, has been doing well. I hope you all go out and get vaccinated for real. Um, as per usual, if you have any questions or any nerdy stuff and you want to just hear me rant on about it, uh, feel free to shoot me an email. And shout out to everyone in my Patreon, because in the last you know month or two, I've added this Discord chat, and it's been a lot of fun. Everyone in there, you know, it's just kind of a cool little community. Like, we just talk about stuff and drum stuff, life stuff sometimes. And uh, yeah, it's really nice. I'm really glad uh, I did the Discord thing and hope to see some more people in there at some point. And to everyone in there currently, y'all rule. And that's it for now. I hope you guys all have a great night or morning or day. And uh, I'll talk to y'all again soon. All right. Peace, guys.